everybody, and welcome to Career View Mirror. I'm your host, Joelle Crawford, and today's guest is Anne Colley. Anne is a licensed marriage couple and family therapist and ordained clergy who specializes in assisting couples and individuals to improve the quality of their lives and relationships and heal from past pains, which constrict the forward movement of progress. Her clients learn key tools to navigate various relationships with life's challenges. And Anne works with clients around issues of communication, co-parenting or parenting, infidelity, grief, abuse, women life dynamics, career and life coaching. Uh, she specializes in human potential, whether that's in the counseling room or in the boardroom. She believes that increasing awareness, competence or, and or well-being will deliver bottom line outcomes. The question is, are you ready to transform your organization or life? Well, I know I am, and I know our, our audience is. Welcome, Anne Kali. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me, Nay. I've been looking forward to this interview. I know. We now. had some hiccups. You know, COVID 2020 <laughs> has just been a dumpster fire, <laughs> but yes. we did it. <laughs> yes. yes. We did it. So I'm gonna dive in to ask you to reflect on your career view mirror, just to take a look in the past. How did you specifically, how would you specifically describe your career? Because you've got a lot of different hats. You wear a lot of different hats. How would you describe what you do? Um, so if I were to take a glance back, I think that how I got here is having an open mind. I think, that, you know, if I look at how people typically raise their children, you know, it's around go to school, get a good job, stay on that job, you know, and I am, I've never been mm -hmm. of that mindset. Um, I believe you go where you are appreciated and where you are mm -hmm. valued. And if a company doesn't appreciate you or value you, then you move on. But you can only do that if you are prepared. Right. So if you have skills, if you have, you know, you're using your talents, mm -hmm. you have knowledge that someone will buy. So that's how I started. Right. So and I've never been afraid. You know, my mom raised me. I've never been afraid, afraid of anything. And so my mom has always she when she raised us, she was like, there's no such thing as can't if it's within yeah. your purview. Um, and the only question that's a dumb question is the oh my gosh we share and so ask mm -hmm. yeah ask for what you want the only thing that they mm -hmm. can say is no you haven't lost anything but w imagine what you gain if they actually say yes and i've gotten a lot of things simply by just that's asking. fantastic i and i feel like i agree a hundred percent with everything your mom said and everything that you're saying is that you don't know unless you ask and you've got a 50 50 shot you know and if they say no maybe it's not the right opportunity but you don't stop and um again you've got to ask those questions in order to get into that now did you i mean obviously if you are a therapist and a marriage counselor and working in life coaching what kind of certifications did you have to get in order to, to get level set to, to support your clients right so um I have an MBA, so I started out in corporate America. So I have a whole life before this. Uh, mm -hmm. I have an MBA, and I was working for a pharmaceutical company, um, and then. But I always knew I had counseling gifts and skills. 
but I did it just in the church. You know, you, you volunteer at the church and um, the corporate life was no longer meaningful. I was making a lot of money. I was going a lot of places, but I didn't feel like I was helping people in the way that I felt that I should okay. be helping them. And so one day I was just like, okay, God, what is my purpose in this world? What am I here for? What, what am I supposed to be doing? And so that sort of began mm -hmm. the new journey. Um, so I had to go back. I went and got a master's of divinity um, with a focus in um, counseling and mm -hmm. theology. Um, and then after that, I had to go get um, what they call is a, a postgrad, because I already had a master's mm -hmm. degree right, that, that counted towards the counseling therapy, but I didn't have enough counseling gotcha. courses. And so I went to a program called Council for Relationships, which is in Philadelphia. Um, and I went into their postgraduate um, certificate program in marriage and family therapy. Right. And so, but all the while I also teach, I'm an adjunct professor of 18 years. Um, and so, you know, so, so that with the teaching and the training um, and, and as part of my program, well, as part of most programs, you have to do all of the supervision and you have to get so many client contact hours. So there's, there's a lot of training that goes into it. There's a lot of supervision that goes into it. And so now here I am eight years later, private practice. Um, doubling, and, doubling um, your, just, your, like your, your work is abundant. Yes, um, and I stepped it up, something that I thought about, but um, I hadn't done because I was like, oh, I don't want to do that, but I just hired four people, so now I have people working for me, um, so I'm just excited about what, you know, what is transpiring. I've worked very hard to get this, to this place, and so, um, yeah, so, yeah. Things that is fantastic. Good. I really am proud uh, to know you. We met at a, uh, a session that I spoke at about building your personal brand. And um, we mm -hmm. made that connection. And there's just so much um, goodness that you offer to so many people. Um, and so I definitely wanted to make sure we got you on the show. Um, for for those who are exploring um, a career in, in counseling, um, how would you have any tips on how they can can pursue the career path? You know, we talked about the certifications, but are there any like extra little, mm -hmm. you know, behind the scenes tips that we need to be aware of? So the first thing that I would do is, you know, one of the things that we need um, are more people of color who are therapists, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, and so if you know, if someone is um, looking at this who's in high school or, you know, just beginning their career and they've not thought about it, I would just reach out to, you know, go and scour and reach out to a person of color and have a conversation, right? So, sort of what we call an, uh, an informational yep. interview, right? So that you can talk to them. Now, there are four different ways that you, I am, there are four different ways that you can become a therapist. I, I am particular to the MFT route, um, but you can also become a licensed, uh, what they call a licensed professional counselor. Um, you can also uh, do the mm -hmm. psychology route. Um, 
So there, or the PsyD route. So there are a number of ways um, that you can get to this spot, but I would say just having conversations. So I went to um, a lot of high schools have, or some high schools, I should say, have career yeah. days. And so I've gone to a couple of those at high schools and spoken on a panel of other therapists to give you know, students um, a feel for what that looks like and how to get there. So if your school isn't um, providing it, ask, say, hey, you know, can we have a career day or meant for mental behavioral health people to come and right. talk about that field? Um, because even coming into the field, I did not know, I learned a lot along the way, right? There are various aspects. So you can work um, what we call in the community behavioral health sector, um, which works with uh, the population who are socio uh, socioeconomically depressed. So people who are on Medicaid mm -hmm. and Medicare. Um, so that's community behavioral health. You can do private practice, right? So for a long time, I did community behavioral health. I started my private practice. I did them both. And now I'm just full private practice. Um, or you can go work for an institution, right? You could go work for a residence or you could go work for an organization that provides um, therapy such as uh, GPHA. So GPHA is a uh, federally qualified health center, but they have a behavioral health sec section of their, um, okay. of their practice. So they do medical, they do dental, but they also do mental behavioral health. So there are a variety of ways. You could go work for a hospital, CHOP, right? CHOP has therapists. So there are a variety of different ways that you can enter mm -hmm. into it. I would just say ask. I would just say, you know, begin to have those conversations mm -hmm. with people. Um, but I also think it's a calling. I don't think that everybody can be a therapist. Um, it, it has to be something that, because therapy, you know, people think, oh, you just talk to people. It's a little nope. bit more than that. It's a lot more um, than that. You know. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I would, I would just start with that asking questions. I think that's great. And you make a really good point. And um, when, when I talk with clients, and I, I know that you do career and life coaching as well, when we were talking to clients, you've got to ask and have those in, informational interviews. And now um, that we're remote, and we're kind of in a more remote situation, having those informational interviews can be done virtually. Um, and it's important mm -hmm. to ask those questions about path, like what I'm doing right now. And, and and really getting an idea of what the ins and the outs are. And there are gonna be challenges. It's not just asking questions. There's some deep deep work um, that you're doing in right. therapy. My mom was a therapist for like over 40 years. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, what's one myth about working in your field that you wish you could just eliminate from everyone's minds? Hmm. Um, I think that uh, therapy is for crazy yes. people. That's a great one. <laughs> That's a great one. First of all, we don't use that term in therapy list because there aren't any crazy people. Um, there are human beings who have traumas and tragedies and um, who have experienced events that um, cause them to need a safe space to be able to process. But that's one section. But there, there are people who are just trying to navigate 
the transitions of life, right? There's no mental health issue. There's no, but, but life circumstances um, may be overwhelming or stressful. Um, for instance, a lot of therapists are seeing more clients now because um, so often we can run away from our issues, right? So prior to the pandemic, you could go to clubs, you could party, you could, you know, travel, you, you could hang out with friends, you, you could do a lot of things, avoid or not acknowledge what was happening either with your spouse or in your household or with your children, mm -hmm. or even with yourself, right? And so now that we are stay in place, and we, a lot of those external um, distractions are taken away. People have to right. sit with themselves. So it's very hard for people to sit with themselves. And so now people are saying, you know what? I should have been in therapy a long time. Um, and so now they're coming. They're coming to deal with grief. They're coming to deal with loss. They're coming to deal with the, the stresses of being at home and having to manage the children and the household and spouse or they're coming to deal with loneliness because single yes. people now right are 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 stay at home a lot of people isolated. are at home by themselves isolated right isolated and withdrawn and so there are a number of reasons um that people come um and so you did ask me about the coaching aspect because i'm a therapist all of the qualifications to be a coach I already have. So my license um, on some level allows me to coach. Um, the, and I would say that the difference is between a coach who goes to get a coaching certificate mm -hmm. and myself is that um, I have the psychological piece in a way that a coach right. may not have, right? Um, now coaching is oh, not Oh, it is therapy. definitely not. It's definitely. Right, mm -hmm. just like, right? Just like therapy is not coaching. Although there's some aspects that um, overlap, right? If you do right. the Gantt chart, there there's some there are some pieces that fit, but they're different but similar. Like in therapy, I don't tell people necessarily what to do. I ask questions to help them lead. I do give homework, um, but in coaching, it's very directive, right? It's very um, uh, yeah. prescriptive in a way, and so. Um, there lies some of the difference between if I had a life coach or, I mean, a life client or co mm -hmm. a career client um, versus right. me doing therapy. Right. There's a, there's like these targeted goals that I feel like when I, when I'm coaching, but I'm dealing with, but if I'm finding that I'm getting more resistance and it's not that I expect my clients to do what I say, <laughs> but if I'm finding that we're hitting a wall and that person is really running into the same conflict it seems like there's a deeper issue i will i will refer them to a, a mental health professional um and then there's no shame right. like you said the myth bust is that there's no shame in getting assist everyone should have a therapist quite frankly um everybody everyone <laughs> it's, it's not it's, there's no there's no there is this weird stigma that um that to go to a therapist means that you're weak, but I feel like that's an act of strength. Uh, you know, when you're coming from both of us came from the corporate world, and a lot of my my audience are you know either in that corporate setting or looking to explore mm -hmm. moving into that corporate setting. 
that's definitely an area where you need therapy, you know, with all of the different things that are going on. Um, but to your point, as, yes. as we've shifted and as our environment has changed, we do need help. All of us need to ask for help. And that goes back to that first, um, you know, question that you responded to about, you know, not being afraid to, to ask for help, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate your responses on these, these questions. Have you, have you experienced, you know, we talked about, um, you talked about how we need more um, therapists and mental health professionals of color. Have you experienced any challenges um, along the way being a woman of color in your field? Um, I'm not going to say that I experienced challenges, um, um, particularly just because I'm a woman of color. Um, I think that in some ways it has helped. Um, I think because most institutions um, that do training are very Eurocentric, right? Very European white lens perception. And so sometimes some of the differences that ethnicities um, and cultures are are lost Uh in the trainings. And so um, I've had opportunity to speak to those differences. So if anything, uh, me being a woman of color has allowed me to give voice to the voiceless in a way that our systems, right, as you and I know, sometimes because they're, they're, there's, there's structural bias um, and racism that exists in our country, um, whether it's intentional right. or unintentional. Um, and so I think that it is, it is helped um, more than it is hurt um, than anything. I think where, where in, under some circumstances there has been an issue, it has been less with me being a woman of color and versus me not being uh-huh. a doctor, right? So, because we, we give these, you know, if a person has doctor um, yep. behind their name, um, somehow they know more. And I have found that just because you have doctor <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean. I agree with mean. you there. I definitely agree with you there. And I think it's great that you said that you see it as a, a help because it, I, I, you know, again, one of the premises of this show is that if you can see it, you can be it. And I feel like we need to see more people that look like us to know that we can have access to this, these types of careers um, and, uh, and that we can help restructure some of these um, norms or uh, beliefs or limiting beliefs about um, our culture or people of color so that we can kind of really dis- dis- I hate using that word disrupt, but really shake things up in this community and really open the eyes for others about some of the um, Mm -hmm. biases that you that that can be put out there indeed so um to my viewers and listeners who are out there Anne is calling in from 
the US Virgin Islands at this very moment. Um, and if you're watching, you can see the palm trees reflected in the background <laughs> of her window. So I was gonna ask how she's filling her energetic cup, but she has decided to take a month off and, and fill your cup. Can you just tell me a little bit of what pushed you to doing that? Like, can you help our audience understand with, like what what drove you out to the U.S. Virgin Islands right now to fill your energetic cup? So again, um, the my practice is doing very well, seeing lots of clients, and so it became clear to me that I was becoming exhausted, and um, and I am a huge proponent of self care, like from. Even before I was a therapist, I believe in taking care of yourself because you cannot be the best of who you are in no matter what position, whether it's spouse or partner or parent or employee or business owner, you can't be your best if you're not feeding yourself, if you're, if you're not renewing yourself. And so um, I'm, I'm pretty adamant about going away at least once or twice a year. And so as we, and, and this year has been, <laughs> 2020 has just been a lot for yes. all of us. And so, um, and I don't like cold, like zero, like if I never see a snowflake, <laughs> if I never see weather below 60, I would be more than mm -hmm. okay with that. And it started to get colder in yes. Philly early. I was like, yeah. what, what is going on? I haven't seen this in a while. Um, but a, a couple months early, I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying, that they were going to go to the to a, to an island for a break, and I was like, "Hmm, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's brilliant." <laughs> I was like, "I mean, because stay in place is right. stay in place, right?" So I'm not around anybody. I'm staying. I rented an Airbnb. The beach literally is a 50 yard walk. I get up in the morning, I go sit out, and um, it has been very renewing. Um, um, and so, yeah, that's why I decided because I don't like cold and I needed a place to really rejuvenate. It's, it's 80s uh, every day. Man, man, I am just happy and proud of you. And, and I, I believe that self-care is something very important. And it's if I, you know, you've got to practice what you teach, right, and preach. And it's been a challenge, but I, I definitely um, am learning and I could probably take a lot of pages from your book of, of self-care and making it something that's a lifestyle uh, change versus yes. um, kind of this whimsy. It's not like bubble baths and bonbons, but I really want to make it a routine, just like fitness or you know, you know, that's self-care, you know, just those types of things. Yes. Um, so uh, yes. I, I'm, I will be looking to you uh, for more of these self-care yes. tips. One, you know, it's, it's funny. Mm -hmm. I just want to make another comment about that. Um, came across four women who were mm -hmm. down here together and they shared that they um, are from the States, um, mm -hmm. from the mainland. Um, they came, they've been here working from here. They are splitting the cost of an Airbnb okay. and okay. they are working from the islands because again, because of the pandemic, as long as you have internet, you can That's work true. from anywhere. 
And so maybe people consider getting three or four friends together and um, renting out an Airbnb and work from, work from, because again, you can work from anywhere if you're doing it. Right. Virtually. And you're creating your own, you know, bubble, you know, your pandemic bubble. Exactly. Why not work with your friends? And exactly. that sounds like a great shared workspace. Well, sometimes I think I wouldn't get any work done with some of my friends, <laughs> but, but that's a great suggestion, you know, um, of creating your own little pandemic bubble and traveling, still getting that, that escape. Um, but then, you know, have Wi-Fi, we'll travel and you can still get your work done. Absolutely. In a beautiful setting. Absolutely. So yes, I love those tips. I love those tips. Um, one last question, uh, so that you can get back on the beach, <laughs> is um, a question I like to ask all of my guests. And if you could share um, one or two career or uh, leadership tips with the past you a few years ago, the young Anne, what would they be? Um, the younger me. Do it sooner. Mm. <laughs> Um, I probably should have hired people four years ago, um, but I kept talking about, you know, what that was going to be like, and did I really want to do it? And I'm doing pretty good. And I was, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, so I would say, if the thought comes to you, then go with the thought, right? Don't second guess yourself. Um, just move on it. Um, I would say... Also, again, going back to what I said at the beginning is, um, you know, the only thing about fear is fear itself, right? So we have an acronym that fear is false experiences right. appearing real. And so usually what happens is, is that if you push through the fear, the thing that you thought was so going to be so horrific or um, difficult was you made it more than what it right. really was when you when you get to the other side and so lean in and push through the fear you know do it in spite of do it despite um fear um and then I think one thing that I've always done and that is be a blessing. So another one of my mottos is that to whom much is given, much is expected. And so I think that when you go through life, and I, could, I should say this has been, this has worked for me, is that when you go through life with open hands and to give, things come mm. back as well. And so, I know a lot of people and I usually use my contacts for others. Gotten many people jobs, contacts, so that when I do finally ask for something myself, people are gracious because I have been a blessing. Um, and I don't do it to get those things because it's very, it's very few things that I ask people for. I mean, I, I really am blessed to be able to do a lot of things on my own. Um, but again, be a blessing to people, right? Don't, don't be afraid to share that, that, you know what, that's the piece. What I have found in our community is that because of 
the false notion that the pie is small, right? There is this fear that if I share what I know, if I give what I know, that somehow I'm going to miss out. But let me be clear with you. The pie is large and right. infinite, right? But people of color, right? Because of the racism and the systemic um, system that we live in, wants us to believe that the pie scarcity, is small. The it scarcity is scarcity mentality. It is not small. There is Absolutely. enough to go around. Right. There is plenty. There is plenty to go around. And so you just have to go out there and you just have to, to make it happen. Oh. Um, Thank you so much for these nuggets. Be, do it, do it um, you know, sooner. Be a blessing to others. Um, do it despite the fear and don't be afraid to share. Um, wonderful nuggets of information. Thank you, Ann Collie, for being here on your wonderful break as you are basking in 80 degrees sun, everyone. We're she's sending us virtual sunshine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. And, thank you, Joy. And thanks all for watching and listening. Uh, Career View Mirror, we will see you next time. Take care and be well.